Hello guys, I'm back. Um, happy St. Patrick's Day. Here in Canada, it is St. Patrick's Day. And it is a day where you can wear green and it celebrates, well, St. Patrick. So, you can find out more about him. You can search him up. He was a real man that lived in Ireland. Um, fun fact, in Ireland they don't actually celebrate St. Patrick's Day. So yeah, that was just a little fun fact. Now for today's inspiring quote. So, today's inspiring quote is... Um, a quote from Harry Potter. It is, Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times. If one only remembers to turn on the light. That was Dumbledore, if you um, watched um, Harry Potter. So yeah. And now I am going to get on with our book. So let me just get it open. And um, hopefully today you wore green or something green. Okay? So let's get on with reading the book. Okay. So I'm going to start the book um, a little bit before. Before you girls hurry off, Mr. Wilson said. Can one of you toss up that soccer ball over there? He pointed to a bag of balls. Uh, sorry. He pointed to a bag of balls of all shapes and sizes sitting near a trash can. I want to juggle, juggle these five ball, little balls. Plus a soccer ball, too. You're the soccer star, George, said Bess as she got the ball out of the bag. You should toss it up to him. Careful now, Mr. Wilson warned. You have to throw it when my left hand is empty. The girls watched the five balls popping up and down, ready, back and forth between his hands. Ready? he asked. Ready. George pulled back the ball. Aim, said Mr. Wilson. George squinted her eyes, staring at Mr. Wilson's left hand. Fire, he called, and George released the ball with a snap. It sailed through the air and landed perfectly in Mr. Wilson's left hand. He easily he added the soccer ball to his juggling routine without falling off his slit, stilts. The girls began to clap and cheer. Mr. Wilson took a little bow. A very little bow since he didn't want to lose his focus. Want to tell me about the mystery? He asked before the girls walked on. Ned's carnival tickets are missing, Bess told the, their teacher. I'm sure you girls will, fi will find them, Mr. Wilson said as the soccer ball went sailing through the air. He caught it and tossed it right back up again. But if you need any help, just let me know. Thanks, Mr. Wilson, said Nancy. She took one last look down at her shoe to make sure it was still tied, but were rushing off with Bess and George 
to find Deltre. Deltre was waiting her turn for apple bobbing. The girls lined up behind her. When Deltre saw Nancy, Bess, and George, she said, she said, If you can get an apple in your mouth, not only do you get to keep the apple, but you get a stuff, stuffed bear, too. She showed them the, bang, the bears hanging from a portable wall. They were exactly the same kind of bears that were at the baseball c- arcade. The same kind that Bess and the same kind that Bess had already won. I really want a bear, Delta told them. I simply have to have one. Hmm, whispered George, leaning into Nancy and Bess. Maybe Delta took Nancy's ticket so she could have more chances to win. George watched a boy from their class trying his luck. After using three tickets, the mom running the booth told him he had to go back, go to the back of the line if he wanted to try again. It was Jadzka's turn, turn next. They would wait to ask about her tickets af- until after she went bobbing. The trick to apple bobbing is using math, George explained as Jadzka put, put on the yellow plastic poncho and tied back her hair with a pink ribbon. The apples move in a, an arc through the water. I wish I had my computer, but because I could diagram an apple's tra- trajectory. It's really interesting. I'm sure it is, said Bess, yawning big. Interesting to you. Hey, George countered. We... We listened to you talk about the baseball arcade. How about... We listened to you talk about how the baseball arcade works. It's my turn. Bess giggled. I'm kidding, George. I think it's cool to know how math works in the real world. She watched as Deltre came up out of the water, dripping wet, with her mouth empty. Deltre tore off a second ticket from her large wad, handed it to the mom, and dunked her head in again. George beamed. She was smiling so big that her eyes crinkled up. Using math, I bet I could win the apple bobbing on the first try. She pulled out her tickets and tore one off. Using basic physics, the size and weight of the apple make it bob in the water. The bigger the apple, the harder it is to grab with your teeth. You have to go for a small one. Delta came up for air and handed the booth mom a third ticket for her final try. Water was dripping off her chin and nose. She looked frustrated. When Delta put her head back into the bucket, George said, You've gotta grab a small one fast before it moves away or push it to the bottom of the barrel and pin it with your teeth. I'm sorry if my B's or P's or T's are like um, this. Um, you might want to turn down the volume for this. B or P or T. Yeah. So you can turn up the volume now. The girls watched Deltra lift her face out of the bucket. She hadn't been able to snag an apple. She took off the poncho and handed it to George, saying, If you think it's so easy, let's see you do it. As Deltra untied her hair, the crazy crow swooshed in and snagged the pink hair ribbon right out of her hand. That's one nutty 
bird, Delta remarked. Good thing I have new hair ribbons at home. George slipped the plastic poncho over her head, ready to bob, and handed the booth mom a ticket. It happened so fast. George dunked her head into the apple bobbing barrel and not even a second later came up with an apple firmly clenched in her teeth. She spit the apple into her hand. I went for a small one and followed it on its arc through the water, George winked. Easy as apple pie. The booth mom handed George her stuffed teddy bear prize. Jessica put her hands on her hips and huffed. I definitely need more tickets if I'm going to win a bear. Speaking of tickets, Nancy said, we were wondering where you got so many. My dad gave them to me, Delta replied. He promised I could have as many tickets as I needed if I helped him clean out the the garage. It was so gross and took up an entire Sunday, but it was totally worth it. And with that, Delta stomped away to find her dad. Delta didn't take the tickets, Beth said thoughtfully. If she can get more by asking her dad for them, she wouldn't need to steal Ned's. Nancy pulled out her purple notebook and pencil. She opened to Ned's ticket mystery page and crossed Delta off her list of suspects. We're right by the chili cook-off stage. And that's where we saw Susie. George pointed across the grass to a crowded area. And just like Dale, Susie sure had a lot of tickets in her hand, added Bess. Nancy studied her notes and then closed the notebook cover. Susie and Adelie are still suspects. Let's go find Susie next. So that was the end of chapter four. And chapter five is called Chili Challenge. I'm going to continue reading next time. So thank you for listening. And um, I hope you have a great St. Patrick's Day if you celebrate it. So thank you for listening. I'm your host, Alana. And this is Alana Reads. Goodbye.